What's up, you guys? Welcome to this week's episode. Well, this week's. I should say, we're we've back. been on vacation for a while. We're back. That's right. Welcome back to God and Government. I know schedules are a little weird. We've been on vacation for the past two weeks. Um, not together. But we've been out for a little while doing other things and trying to get back to a normal routine. This week we're meeting on a Thursday at 10 a.m., but next week we'll be back to our normal schedule. We'll have Household and Homestead at 11 on Tuesdays and God and Government at 11 on Wednesdays. But we've got a lot to talk about today. Yes, indeed. We've been out for two weeks, and um, seems like everything's really calmed down in our culture while we haven't been having this podcast. Wait, <laughs> no, that's not true at all. That's not true at all. Yeah, everything is really calm out there. That's right. Everything's settled. Life is back to... Mm, no, that's not accurate. But anyway, but thank you guys so much for joining in with us. If you have any questions or anything like that or any dialogue that you would like to add, feel free to drop it into the comment section of this video. We will also have this podcast up on our podcast platforms after we're done here today. You can go to sermonaudio.com and search We Are Christchurch, all one word. Find all kinds of great resources there. You can also just open any podcasting app that you might have on your phone and search for God and Government or Christchurch and get engaged yes. through those means yes, indeed. too so yes indeed yeah, what you been up to what'd you do for vacation we went to dolphin island is and, that uh florida no that is alabama yeah. alabama mm-hmm. okay okay and it was scheduled long before the pandemic and we were hoping that it, it they wouldn't um you know shut it down or whatever close down the beach but we're where we get a beach house there's no one else there it's, it's just us nice on the beach nice so so you're not that in. that wouldn't have stopped them from shutting us down, but uh, also true. I didn't think that they would. So we got to go and had a good time, and we're back. Been working out in the yard a lot, but uh, I'm back in the saddle now. Nice. And um, looking forward to school starting up in August. Nice. And I'm uh, going to be teaching uh, logic academy, right? at the academy, logic and um, grammar, probably. Nice. So looking forward to having a routine again. We got rhetoric for the first time this year. Rhetoric right? for ninth grade coming up. That's yep. awesome. So that's going to be uh, starting uh, sometime in August. Yeah. Looking forward to that. So not just how to think necessarily, but also how to argue and debate yeah. and the right way to do it. Well, that's the, the classical model is, is uh, in high school, it's how to engage. Mm. and how to make a difference, how to influence. Yeah. So it goes from logic and, and thinking skills to engaging, influencing, making a difference in the world. So That's cool. Um, yeah, that's how, it, that's how it's modeled, and it's going to be great to get into kingdom that building. rhetoric stage. Advancing. Advancing awesome. the kingdom. And that's the academy right. goes to what grade now? Is it all the way to ninth oh, grade? Ninth grade. And Holy soon smokes. it will go up to 12th grade. We have high schoolers. Yeah, so if that's you are crazy. looking for a school, if you're worried about what's going to happen in the government schools, um, then check us out, ChristChurchAcademy.org. If you're a Christian and you send your kids to the government school and you listen to this show, you already know what... We think. So. <laughs> Boom. Boom. So, good times. Yes. Um, feel like things are interesting in the world around us. Death yeah. rate's down for the virus. That's exciting. Case numbers are going up, though. Case numbers up, death rate down. Yeah, so that's, that's Death interesting. numbers down, case rate up. So, I guess we'll see what happens in 14 days or so. We'll see. Hopefully, the government, governor will be going to phase three. Yeah. Eventually. Last I saw, I think it's um, they extended it 28 days. I have no idea when the 28 days ends, though. Yep. So, but it's crazy. Churches we'll still aren't meeting. Some churches still are not meeting. Still not having church. Really? And uh, that's concerning to me. I guess maybe they're too big or something. Maybe they can't figure out how to... I, I'm, I'm, I don't even want to, uh, to guess or to speculate, but 
I do think the heart of our problem is that the church is in rebellion against God. Ooh. That's the heart of the problem. Hmm. And we don't have time to unpack all of this. So that's what makes me even more concerned that the churches aren't gathering. Hmm. The churches have got to get their worship right. Hmm. So we'll have to save another show for that. All right. But we got a few uh, questions today, just kind of a buckshot here and there. And then at the end of our discussion this morning, we're going to talk about the various bandwagons that our Christian friends are jumping on. I want to help, you know, when your Christian friend jumps on a bandwagon headed to hell, you want to try to, you know, no, 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 no. Come back. Wait, come back. Come back. Mm, Yeah. That's that's... part of what it means to be a pastor and a shepherd. Mm. And so for those who will listen, who haven't been on the bandwagon so long that it's a matter of virtue to them, you want to kind of, oh, no, no, don't go too fast, you know. You know, help the help the simple to get wisdom. Mm. We'll be going through the various bandwagons at the end of the show. Okay. That okay. our, through. our Christian friends are jumping on. Hopefully we'll pull them down back to the Bible. But uh, we got, a, you know, just sort of some a smorgasbord mm. right here at the beginning. Yeah, I, I think it'll be, a, it'll be a fun little moment. I mean, obviously the rapture is about to happen, right? That's our only hope, right? Uh, I mean, it seems like that's got to be the next logical step. There's Saharan dust in the air around us. I there read something about locusts the other days. Yes. Like, yes, indeed. Obviously the rapture is. Nah. Well, th- you know, that brings <laughs> up a great question. Um, is there any hope for America? That's our first question for today. Mm. We can. Uh, and that question matters a lot, though, doesn't it? Like, I is there so. hope? Because that's going to change the way that you operate in the world around you. Yes. Like, yeah. are you trying to work to advance the kingdom of it's God? It's hard to be motivated you just, if you don't think there could be any success for right. your efforts. You just hold yourself up in your family somewhere and wait. Well, maybe that's what we should do. But the question is, is there any hope? For America, that's our first question today in the God and Government Smorgasbord episode, mm. episode two hundred and seventy-three. We've got right now eleven thousand people watching. That's with amazing, us right as now. always. So it's, as always, it's going fantastic. Um, he, here's the here's the debate. Okay. This is a debate between godly, biblical Christians. Mm-hmm. Um, is there any hope for America? I see two two answers to this particular question among um, my tribe of Christians. Okay, okay. We have what might be called the Benedict Option folks. Okay. And the Benedict Option folks are basically saying the American experiment, right? Didn't um, work. Is over. It's done. It's done. Um, Secularism is grinding to a halt. And, And that's true. But what they basically say is that it's going to be a significant amount of time between now and later where the church will um, regain impact and influence in America. That, it, that things are going to become worse, much worse, before they ever get better. Okay. Um, okay. I could see that. I've read that book, The Benedict Option. I, can't I think remember that's sort of the is. idea of The Benedict Option. And that, so what we should therefore be doing is... Um, Establishing Christian institutions, mm-hmm. building Christian institutions, establishing Christian families, building up our families, making sure that we can make it through this this um, time of societal decay, mm-hmm. and so that several generations from now, our children will reemerge as Christianity becomes stronger and more influential mm-hmm. in the future. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sort of, um, I guess, maybe the parallel might be between the fall of Rome. And how society began to decay, break okay. apart, fracture. Christians 
um, took care of their own institutions, built schools, built universities, built hospitals, and um, awaited for society to um, you know, reemerge healthy again. Yeah, I could see that. I, I hear that kind of talk a lot from different people, not even necessarily just in our camp, even in others as well. Right. Yeah. Now, I, I personally believe, um, because of the gospel, that there is hope for the world. Hmm. That's why Jesus came. He loved the world. There's hope for the world. Um, I do believe that um, in the future, more and more people will turn to Christ. The nations will turn to Christ. Mm -hmm. When Jesus said, all authority has been given to me on earth and in heaven, go and make disciples of all the nations, Mm -hmm. he wasn't trying to insinuate that we would be absolute failures at this. Mm. I do believe that it is implied Mm. that because he has authority and that the devil has been bound so that he can no longer deceive the nations, that the kingdom of God would advance and be generally successful Throughout the world, hmm. there will okay. always be weeds among the wheat, sure. but the world will become a wheat field. Mm-hmm. That's my uh, eschatology. Okay. You know? So I do believe there's hope for the world, but where I'm not so sure is is there hope for America as a nation mm. in the short term? Oh, that's a different. That's, that's a different debate. question. That's okay. the question. Is okay. there hope for America? You know, what was founded with the Constitution in the 1700s, is that national, federal um, experiment going to have legs? Mm. Is it going to last? Mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. Other, um, the other side of things might be, uh, you know, the Boniface option. Okay. That um, if Christians would wake up and uh, begin to engage culturally, fighting the idols of this world, um, that we could turn the tide. That it's not too late. Hmm. That we could in one weekend, as one, as one particular person um, who proposes this says, in one weekend, if the churches would repent and begin to proclaim the word of God, exercise discipline, show good works, that in one weekend we could change the course of our, um, our uh, government hmm. and our nation. Hmm. So which one of those two things? Um, I don't know yet, you know? I don't okay. know. Um, okay. I personally believe that we are at the point of revival or bust. So yeah. maybe that's a way of putting both of these together. Okay. There could be hope if there's revival, mm-hmm. but if there's not revival, there's zero. Like, things are going down. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where I'm at and how I kind of, in a pithy way, state what I think is the answer. Is there hope for America? Revival. No revival? Bust. Mm-hmm. The reason is we don't have an umpire. Interesting. We don't have anyone who can call balls and strikes. Hmm. We don't, like, our cultural elites believe that men can have periods. So, hmm. like, we don't, hmm. what are we going to do? Right. You know, I heard one person saying how uh, we need to fight like William Wallace. Freedom! We need to call out the truths. We need to engage. Mm-hmm. Other people are saying, no, no, no. And, and I've read this in other places. No, no, no. This is like heartbreak. Um, what was it called? Hacksaw Ridge. I don't know if you ever saw that movie. Mm-hmm. It's no. a great movie, great movie. I don't watch secular films. Well, no, this is a, this, <laughs> I'm telling you, you would love it. I mean, I was enraptured by okay. watching this movie. Okay. So the, the hero's name is Doss, and he's caught up in this, you know, this sort of this system, mm-hmm. and he's trying to go along with the program, but he's standing to his guns. I'm not going to fire a gun. I'm not going to kill. Mm-hmm. He's a pacifist. Okay. And, um, and a conscientious objector. So he joins the war, World War II. Mm-hmm. And becomes a medic. Okay. But he's persecuted, he's maligned, he's fired, he's beaten. I mean, he goes through hell mm. to stand strong for his convictions. Okay. So there's these kind of these two things going on in America. Should Christians take the DOS approach and just take our lumps, be quiet, and smile, 
and, and get beaten up and persecuted and hopefully come out of the end as victors? Um, or should we go William Wallace, you know, freedom, you know, <laughs> and, and fight? I think that's a great, that's a great question. It's hmm. a great question. But here's, the, here's why I think we have to have a revival either way. Hmm. Because William Wallace, both sides knew what a boy was, knew what a girl was, hmm. knew what freedom meant knew what truth was, mm-hmm. you know, could, could define good and, and bad. Mm-hmm. We don't have a common language anymore. Mm-hmm. We don't have a common dictionary. When my, when my brothers and friends on Facebook use the word justice, generally they do not mean what I mean. Hmm. We have different words. Mm-hmm. Freedom, different words. Liberty, equality. Systemic injustice. When I say systemic injustice, I don't mean what people on television mean when they say systemic injustice. Hmm. We're working with different dictionaries. Hmm. Even the word white and black no longer means what it used to mean. Hmm. Racism does not mean what it used to mean. Mm-hmm. Right? The words are completely new. The, there are no more balls and strikes. Like we're not, it's not, we're not engaging like William Wallace, or like the Americans and the Japanese anymore. This hmm. is a, a whole new sort of postmodern um, s- nihilistic self-destruction. So then we got to ask the question, then how do we engage? Like, yeah. how, how does it even start? What's the way forward? Yeah. And well, that's why I'm saying it has to be revival. Hmm. And the revival, like the revival of Israel, has to bring the church back to the Word of God, hmm. back to the Bible. As the primary source. You see, that's, I think that's the problem. Even the church does not agree on whether or not the Bible should govern all of life. Hmm. The church doesn't have an umpire. The Hmm. church doesn't have a standard of justice. Mm -hmm. When you ask a Christian, do you want equality? In their mind, the word equality is simply defined by what they learned at government school. Hmm. They went to the University of Louisiana, which I did, Mm -hmm. studied in political philosophy, and got pumped full of secular humanism. What they taught me was equality is not what the Bible teaches is equality. Hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So uh, Christians don't even have the standard. They don't even have the umpire of the Bible to call the balls and strikes right. Mm-hmm. So until the church gets that standard right, mm-hmm. gets that epist- gets their, here's the big word, gets their epistemology right, we've, we stand no chance. Mm. We, the church has to come together in revival, look to the Bible for mm-hmm. the answer to, pr- to the societal problems we're facing. Mm-hmm. You know? Now, we could chop it up and we could argue about what the answers are and what the Bible says. That's mm-hmm. fine. But at least we then have a level playing ground. Mm-hmm. We'd at least then you know, know what the sides are. We'd at least have an umpire. Right. You understand? Right. Right. <laughs> we got to get there. We're not there. We're not there. Uh, overwhelming majority of the church does not believe that the Bible is um, directly relevant for the civil sphere. We support Donald Trump, um, white evangelicals, black evangelicals support um, President Obama, white evangelicals support President Trump. Both of them, as far as I can tell, are godless men. Mm. Both mm. of them support the LGBTQ plus agenda. The rainbow MAGA hat is a classic Yeah, you, you can go on Trump's website right now and buy yourself. Sorry, MAGA Matt, you know. <laughs> Maybe we should stop calling you that. Maybe it's just getting, it's not funny anymore. <laughs> He's, he is his own man. That's right. He's an anarchist is what he means. You know, we'll get to that shortly. Yeah, right. no, even you can go on his website and buy a rainbow flag MAGA hat. Mm-hmm. 
is he holding fast to the standards of the Bible that he held up? Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Absolutely is, not. No, no. We, the church has got to stop turning to Egypt, turning to Assyria, mm-hmm. and turn to Jehovah. Turn to the Lord. Amen. Amen. Take hold of the Bible and apply it to all of life as the law and the gospel. That's our only way forward. I'll say it this way. Do we have folks listening? You know, are we talking uh, right now? We've talked out at fifteen thousand. Fifteen thousand so viewers. That means in our code language, so fifteen. That, awesome. That's right. Well, <laughs> I mean, it says sixteen. I assume that means sixteen thousand. Six. Oh, that's right? true. It's a K after. Yeah, there's a K. It's understood. Yeah. It's understood. Well, this is the way forward. I'll say it. We need a bottom up restructuring of all of life by the Word of God. I'm in. See what? Here's what's going on in our nation. Self-government in our own souls as individuals mm-hmm. is toppled. It's done away with. We no longer hold to right and wrong as defined by the Bible in our own hearts. Mm. You know, we, have, we are in our hearts, we are slaves. In our hearts, we are tyrannized by sin. The reason our elected officials are godless and we have to choose between various and a sundry godless people mm-hmm. is because as, an, as a people... We are godless, hmm. right? Um, self-government has fallen like a domino. Family government, fallen like a domino. Church government, fallen like a domino. Dominoes everywhere. Mm-hmm. And the government, the state, because this is our worldview, this is the religion of secular humanism, the state is gobbling up all the, all the pieces, and they're going to put it back together again. Hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. That's what's happening in our world, and they're putting it back together again, not with family, church, civil authorities, as instructed by the Bible. Mm-hmm. They're putting it back together again with a whole new structure, a whole new reality. And it will lead and is leading to more and more tyranny. We can already see it at work in our world. Sure, That's what's happening. And the only way to reverse that is for Christians to put the domino of self-government back up. Mm. Self-governed according to the law of God as re- defined in the Bible. Come hell or high water. Then the family, then the church, then the nation at large. It's another way of saying we have to have revival. Mm. Revival, repentance, holding fast to the law of God. And if we did that, we could make statism irrelevant. We wouldn't need civil government to do all of the things that it's trying to do because we would have self-government church government, family government, Mm -hmm. the way God designed it to be. Mm. So that's what I think is happening. That's the way forward. Now, I want to say this, too. We've got a lot of people who are joining us for the very first time today. First time? For the very first time. That's amazing. Yeah, that's great. I can just about guarantee you that most of what we just said went right over most of their heads. Okay. There's a lot of back conversations that that we've been having for the last, I don't know, like eight weeks. Yeah, yeah, to you, you to listen the, to the whole, all the uh, right. conversations. Go back and get involved in the things that we've been talking to, talking about up to this point, and it'll really help layer in and build the foundation that you need to be able to get to what we're saying right now. That's right. Yeah, don't. Um, probably the temptation for somebody would be like, "What the heck is this guy saying? He's saying that." Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't don't go there. Well, Hold you have on. to understand with any okay. uh, with any teacher or minister. He has a teaching and preaching ministry mm-hmm. that involves various 
platforms, right. various audiences. If you want to get the full understanding or the full gist of what is being communicated, you have to listen on all fronts. Right. You have to listen over a period of time. Mm -hmm. Because, like I said, we're not working with the same dictionary. Right. You understand? Right. So if, if you begin and you come right out of the gate, I promise you, I and most people in Acadiana don't have the same common language. Mm-hmm. And so you, you you have to take some time to consider and to listen. If you if you're angry and foaming at the mouth, um, or, or or ready to you know overthrow the church or overthrow the family, you're never going to understand. Mm -hmm. But if you're hungry for the word of God, if you're um, thirsting after righteousness, if you want to know if there is an alternative way, you know, mm -hmm. then you're going to have to be humble and patient and listen over an extended period of time. Right. Amen. Right. Good. Well, anything else? Any other comments before we move on? Um, Jonathan Dupuy compares the book of Joshua to the book of Acts based on some of our earlier comments. Mm -hmm. The advancing. Jonathan mm -hmm. is toying mm -hmm. with some interesting things here. I like it. <laughs> we're getting, Acts we're with out there. Joshua. If Acts is Joshua, and I agree, then where mm. are we today? Mm. Are we at Jericho? We're in Judges. Dun dun dun. <laughs> <laughs> We're in Judges. <laughs> we are in the book of Judges. Yes, sir. Yes, all right, sir. all right, all right. We're not even to the spot where we get to say maybe we should go in the land. We're not oh, even no, there Oh, no, no. We're in the land. We're in the land. And, and oh, we've been it. fighting. We've been fighting. But we have apostatized, and, and we're still fighting. And and uh, God raises up judges here and there. And well, we see, have the a problem is the judges is a perpetual downward spiral. But is it, though? But is it, though? Uh, <laughs> you have to, bruh. It ends with the EFTA. Hmm. That's pretty bad. Well, <laughs> if we consider, I will say yes, but we have to consider that the culmination of the judges is Jesus, the judge. And so now we are not working with the types and the shadows of Gideon and Samuel. We're now working with the real judge, the real deal. Hmm. And while they failed, sure, you know, they're limited humans. Jesus ain't going to fail. <laughs> ain't going to fail. Win, win, win. All Jesus does is win. Hashtag winning. Mm. You know? Charlie Sheen ain't got nothing on Jesus. <laughs> That's tiger's blood. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. So, boy, we could be frustrated and discouraged with got the rainbow MAGA hat. And, and we don't even, we don't, look, I don't want to just punch right like a bunch of people on online. Let me punch left a little bit. The Democrat Party and, and Pelosi and them, they're celebrating mass, mass murder. They have parties to celebrate mm. um, infanticide. Mm -hmm. Kapoom, kapoom. We're going to punch right and we're going to punch left. Mm. You know, mo most of the Christians right now are, it's cool. Matt, you're, you're, you're in with the cool hip crowd. Yeah, no, <laughs> not anymore. Not anymore. It's cool. If you want to maintain your sense of like open mindedness and coolness, punch right, meme right, make fun right, attack right, mm -hmm. police right, tone right, you know, tone police. Now, have you considered this? You know, I'll do that all right. But when we go left, dialogue gently, right? Be patient, love, you know, that's what's going on out there because there's a moment happening. There's, things are happening. We're in the middle of a revolution. But we as faithful Christians need to learn dialogue right and left when it's right to dialogue right and left mm. and punch right and left when it's time to punch right and left. How do you know the difference? How do you know when to talk nice, reason, nuance, and when to punch? 
just depends on who you're talking to. <laughs> if you're talking to a simple person who just became a Christian, you know, when you leave Egypt, you don't get Egypt out of you overnight. You know sure. what I'm saying? You're talking to a simple, humble, teachable person who's just got a little Egypt in them, whether it be from the right or the left. You want to dialogue. You want to teach. You want to coach. Mm-hmm. You want to work with them. You're dealing with a prophet, though, who's trying to ruin your church, trying to poison people, trying to get people on these different bandwagons. You punch. You fight. You fight hard. Mm. So this is where Christians ought to be. Those who are called in this sort of cultural engagement, we nuance left and right, and we punch left and right. And so if you're out there listening, and, and every time someone punches left, you tone police them. But you don't have a problem punching right all day, every day. Check yourself. You're on a bandwagon, hmm. right? You're moving. You're moving, right? If, if all you do is punch left and you coddle right, you don't ever point out the fact that Trump is not a Christian. He's not godly. Mm-hmm. You can't make a scorpion your pet, Christians, right? Mm-hmm. If you don't ever do that, hey, you're moving, man. You're moving. We have to return to what? The Bible is the standard. Amen. All of Christ in all of light, without any exceptions, come hell or high water. Now, then we can discuss, do we fight or do we hide? Do we go Boniface? Do we go Benedict option? Do we go William Wallace or do we go, um, what was his name? Doss. I can't remember his first name. But uh, Dustin Doss, I'd have to look it up. But mm. those things can be debated. But let's stand strong in the word of God um, as we engage in this time. Mm. So... All right, Amen. well, we'll move on. Um, what are some of the things people are falling into? The yeah, bandwagons. You made, you made a hint about that earlier, the bandwagons. What, what do you think oh. some of them are? What's going on out there? Well, this, this is going to be some heavy stuff, so folks are going to have to really listen okay. to catch okay. this. Um, and these things are in our hearts, you have to understand. Sure. We all have backgrounds. We all come out of Egypt. Right, <laughs> right. So th- some of these things are going to register and feel good to some and not mm. to others, depending on which one we talk about. But these are the bandwagons. All right, let's go. We'll start with uh, Matt's favorite, Anarchy. Um, <laughs> Anarchy. Anarchy's big these days. <laughs> oh, jeez. A means no. RK meaning ruler or you, rule. You mean libertarianism, right? Mm, so not the- <laughs> mm, hit that comment section, folks. Um, libertarianism. Yeah, no. Here, let me be plain. Libertarianism is demonic. It is a demonic ideology. Mic drop. Kabunt, kabunt. Don't drop the actual mic, though, because these are expensive. Just all, lost all the people that listen to our show. <laughs> Don't actually drop the mic. Now, libertarianism currently does wish to roll back government regulation, yeah. government overreach. So I'm with them. To a point. Let's roll this bad boy back, because yeah. they are overweening. They're, but you see, what's my standard? Roll them back to what? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. says who right how do we determine it roll them back to where the bible has the civil authorities mm. okay mm-hmm. and then stop there render to caesar what the bible renders to caesar no more no less mm. okay so a libertarian doesn't have the biblical standard what they have is more of a natural law standard something that can be discovered by human reason they're more greek than they are biblical mm-hmm and, and I think that's godless. No. Bible standard, Bible law, Bible gospel, no more, no less. 
that's how we restructure society. Mm -hmm. So whereas I can get on board with the libertarians here and there, and we might be co-belligerents at times, mm -hmm. and uh, but I'm not getting on that bandwagon. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, sure. So an anarchist, now libertarians aren't anarchists, but mm. what, what, you're, what you're insinuating is that if you flesh out their worldview to its full extent, that it, it can become anarchy. I think you're right about that. I think you're right. Um, but this is basically what it is. It's basically sovereignty is not with Jesus. Mm -hmm. Sovereignty is with the individual. That Jesus established governments mm -hmm. in this earth. He is the king of the governments overall. You know, his government will know no end. The government will rest upon his shoulders as foretold in the Christmas prophecies, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? And that he established certain um, you know, sub-governments, like Moses established the elders of Israel, mm -hmm. family, church, and the civil sphere. Mm -hmm. And within those spheres, he established a hierarchy. And within those spheres, he establishes laws. And within those spheres, he blesses and curses whether or not you stick with the program. If you're in the family, are there laws? Yes. Is there a hierarchy? Yes. If children obey the hierarchy, honor your father and mother that your days might go well for you in the land then there are promises of blessing. Mm -hmm. If all of society would repent, trust Jesus' structure, church, family, state, follow his laws in those spheres, and obey him, we could experience the blessings that are promised to us in Scripture. Mm -hmm. Righteousness exalts a nation. The world is not governed by chance. It's not governed by invisible laws like a geometry project. Right? It is not... Um, Governed by uh, Darwinian, you know, might makes right, right? Mm -hmm. Nature is not red and tooth and claw. Nature, history, the world is governed by a personal being named Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. who's been given the authority over this earth and is extending his authority. If we would get with the program, right, he would exalt us. He would bless us. This is what he promises. So you see, that's a different worldview, isn't it, Matt? That's different than libertarianism or anarchy. Anarchy says we don't need government. Government is actually the problem. Now, hmm. I'm from the South. I'm a Southerner. You know that. You know anarchy, boy. That rings in my heart. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it's singing my tune. It's piping my song. Mm. Not every type of anarchy. There's two types. There's violent anarchy. And there's pacifist or peaceful anarchy. Right? A violent anarchist believes that we must engage with rifles, machine guns, to, to push back the government and to remove all government restraint. Now, most anarchists are going to say that's family, church, and state. That's all authority, all hierarchy. We fight to get them off of our backs so that we can enter into a, sort of a, a utopian free society. That if man is free and unrestrained by the government, he would blossom because man is inherently good. That's mm. one of the fundamental flaws of the libertarian anthropology. Man is not fundamentally good. Set up an autonomous zone. It will eventually deter turn into decay, destruction, death, starvation. Right? Because we live in Jesus's world. Right? Mm. Now, the pacifist <clears throat> anarchist, I'm, I'm honing in on my own heart here. Okay. This okay. is, boy, this speaks my language right here. This is represented by one of the most famous pacifist anarchist Christians that synthesized this was a man by the name of Leo Tolstoy. 
Um, so a, a, a Russian Christian, mm-hmm. and he believed that this was the approach that should be taken. And being persecuted by the communist government of the Soviet Union, you can imagine how he might develop these. Kind of pushed him that <laughs> way, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that the pacifist anarchist movement is symbolized by um, the off-the-grid folk. Off-the-grid. Mm-hmm. Detach, live independent, take care of yourself. You don't need the government. You don't need people. If I could just be free... If I could establish my own peaceful, autonomous zone, I could blossom. I could live a self-fulfilled life. Mm. I could be happy. You see, but the problem is, first of all, you can't, right? You need right. people because that's the way that God set up the world. Right. And secondly, even if you move out to the middle of nowhere, just you and your family, and you're off the grid, you still brought yourselves with you, right? Mm. <laughs> because the real problem begins in our own hearts. Right. You see what I mean? Right. Well, so, I can think of an easy example being um, like the the deeply removed regions of Alaska. Yeah. You you are very isolated and alone and separated. And in that particular region, things like incest runs rampant higher than anywhere else really? in the country. Be- yeah. Because you, you brought your suicide rates you. are high, too. Incredibly there. high. Yeah. Incredibly high. Yeah, it's, it's not a panacea. Being alone, being independent, being off the grid does not make someone fulfilled. Mm. It does not bring about blessings automatically. But I can understand how mm. when someone's living in a totalitarian state, they might want to be left alone. Right? Yeah. And they might, be, they might like the idea of anarchy, mm-hmm. whether it be violent or pacifist. Mm-hmm. But God has established government for our good. The question is, to what extent? What's the standard? Mm-hmm. And, and when we roll back the government, to what do we roll it back to? Mm-hmm. If we would roll it back to what God says, we would, we, would, we would receive the blessings of God in this world. So that's one of the big bandwagons out there that I see a lot of, lot of Christians jumping on. Anarchy in general. And just anarchy, general, vague what's sort next? of sense. All right, here's another one. All right. Anybody listening, folks listening on this? We got some, we got some folks hanging with us. Guys, mm-hmm. if you got questions, feel free to drop them in the comments. Don't forget. We're getting really, we're really getting kind of heady, though. We might okay. be lo- losing some folks. Well, you know, they're hanging on. They're with us. Eighteen thousand okay. listeners. Well, autocracy <laughs> is our next one. Autocracy. Ooh, what the heck is that? Rule by one. Oh, okay. It's it's when we hand over our civil authorities to a messianic figure. Mm. Right? And that's autocracy. Like, I mean, like uh, a king or something. Napoleon. Great example. Oh, yeah. So not Napoleon. Not uh, when you have um, socialism. Or fascism, which mm-hmm. is another type of socialism, uh, and you have um, the total disintegration of society, like you saw in the and you see in the French Revolution. Mm-hmm. And after everyone's heads are chopped off, eventually, what happens for the sake of peace, so that people can just live and eat, they hand over all their authority to an autocrat, to a dictator, to try to make sense of things. Hmm. And this is sort of the history of the West, you know. Hand over your authority to the mob, to the many, to the people. Things don't go well. Hand it over to the autocrat, to the tyrant. But nowhere does anybody want to just say, let's repent and follow the Bible and trust Jesus. (laughs) Mm. We're like Israel, aren't we? So when the Midianites came after Israel, what they did is they established this massive fortress in the desert, built caves and hid out in this big fortress. That was the rock of their salvation. But it wasn't Jesus. Mm. It wasn't God. They were still living in sin. They were still compromising morally. 
Then um, God gave them a little reprieve, and what they did um, was they they basically enjoyed the the blessings that came from the revival under Gideon. Okay, mm-hmm. Gideon hit back the Midianites. A little bit of revival there for a moment, but then you know what they did? They began to make Gideon's descendants autocrats. Hmm. Um, if I remember correctly, uh, Abimelech. Abimelech, I think, was his name. Uh, I think I think I remember something about so that. So yeah. they made Abimelech the tyrant. And sure enough, he began to dominate them and tyrannize them and, and treat them worse than the Midianites ever did. Hmm. This is the history of the West. This is a history of Israel. We go from you know one problem to the next. When we elevate this individual, this Obama figure or this Trump figure, this, you know, this larger than life savior, hope and change, greatness, what does Bernie Sanders say? You know, elect me so that we can enjoy a future to believe in. These are messianic promises. Mm, you mm, understand? Mm. And guess what? We are always disillusioned at the end mm. because an autocrat cannot pull off what Jesus, Jesus promises to pull off. Mm. So that's another one. Another one is oligarchy. That's the Supreme Court ruled by, ruled by a group of men. The Supreme Court really does believe that they are supreme. They don't believe there's any God above them. Well, not all of them individually, but the court as a whole. Mm. It was oligarchy, another form of tyranny, another revolution against the kingdom of heaven. And then two more, democracy, ruled by the people. The majority determines morality. Right. Right. Anytime this god of Demos has been worshipped in society the majority finds out that they can actually vote other people's money into their pockets. Right? <laughs> All right. They begin to vote other people's money into their pockets until the government's coffers are empty. Then they turn on the government for failing them and not giving them their promises that they gave them. Hmm. Sound familiar? It does. Then when society so. disintegrates because the god of Demos can't pull it off, they, they prop up another god, an autocrat or a tyrant. We go from one revolutionary style to the next. Mm. These are all revolutions mm-hmm. against the kingdom of heaven and against Jesus. And last but not least is socialism, where you don't turn to an individual autocrat and you don't turn to an oligarchy. You turn to the collective state. The state owns all property. The state exerts its will in all areas of life. Mm-hmm. The state brings about salvation mm-hmm. for society. And we know you don't have to be a genius to see how this has turned out sure. in human history. Christians are jumping on these bandwagons mm-hmm. when the solution is return to the gospel and the law of the Bible and how it applies to every area of life. Mm-hmm. If we can do that as a church, we can avoid being divided during this next election cycle. Mm. Right? Because it's going to get heated. You think it's hot now, it's going to get worse. Right? If we can do this as a church throughout all of America, we could finally speak with one united voice, all of Christ, all of life. Governors, magistrates, mayors, fathers, mothers, teachers, pastors, obey King Jesus mm. in all that he has commanded. That's when we would see the blessings of God begin to flow. Mm. So, how could anyone in our nation possibly obey Jesus? What's the only way to obey Jesus? Power of the Holy Spirit given to you by grace through the preaching of the gospel. Sounds like revival. Revival. Mm. Regeneration. That's our only hope. That's Mm. our only hope. Amen. Amen. So if you're out there listening and you're all aboard that train of uh, 
that choo-choo train of revolution. Time to step down. Time to get off that train. Mm. Time to get back into your word. Time to consider all of Christ and all of life. Mm -hmm. If you find yourself constantly um, fighting for the revolution, well, they do have a point here. They do have a point there. You know, protecting the revolution. You know, virtue signaling for the revolution. You need to check your heart. You need to be careful. I do think you're moving. I think they've got their claws in you. Mm. Whichever revolution you want to talk about, the anarchist, the autocrat, the the democratic, whichever revolution against the kingdom of heaven you want to bring up and how they are represented in our various political parties, Mm -hmm. you have to make sure you're not being carried away by any of them. Mm. So, amen. Amen. All right. Any questions? Any other thoughts or fun topics? It looks like everybody's just mostly listening today. We got a good crowd in there this week, though. It's good for a last-minute pop-up show that was not normally scheduled. Yes, that's right. It's that's good right. times. It's good times. Lots to chat about today. I hope that was helpful for everyone. I think it's so. I think so. It's a lot to say. It's a lot to think through. Um, I encourage you guys, like we said before, to go back through and listen to some of our previous shows on any podcast platform that you have. You can also cycle through the videos here on Facebook and kind of get a, a little idea of what we've been talking about yeah. for the last several weeks. Um, but I feel like this is a helpful thing for people to kind of start, especially as society is doing this really weird thing that it's been doing for all of 2020. It's a very strange year. Something's it's happening. It's a very strange year. Something's going on. But anyway, thank you guys so much for joining us this week. Uh, like we said, next week we are back to normal. So Tuesday at 11, we got Household and Homestead. Wednesday at 11 o'clock, we have God and Government, which is this show right here. If you've got any questions, feel free to email me, Stuart at wearechristchurch.com. I'd be happy to answer those questions as they come up throughout the next several weeks. You can go to wearechristchurch.com to support this particular ministry by clicking the Give button up at the top. You can also find all of our research our resources excuse me at wearechristchurch.com slash media or on sermonaudio.com keyword we are christchurch that's it thank you guys so much for watching appreciate y'all and we'll see you next time see you next time